0: Hello everyone and welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken. My name is Tony and this is my friend Ken. Say hello Ken. Hey
1: everyone, my name is Ken uh, aka Mr Ken. Um, Me and Tony have been talking about this for a very, very, very long time but uh, work seems to get in the way. But no, we've decided to pull the trigger and actually start this new podcast On Deck with Tony and Ken.
0: Yeah. And you know, you're very lucky because I believe that me and Ken, we have really, really great conversations. Uh, We are, we are just two really big nerds. We love talking about nerdy stuff, creative stuff. And we decided instead of talking in the privacy of our own homes, we start this podcast and put it out there into the world to welcome in more, more nerds like us into the fold. So with this show, this being the first ever episode of the show, um, we'd like to introduce us so you people get to know us um, on a more personal level. So, uh, Ken, do you want to start this off? Tell me about yourself, Ken.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, Well, one big thing that um, (laughs) I'm not, yeah, I I don't mind telling people, I am a teacher. I am a a maths teacher. So uh, just adding to the extra seasoning of nerd onto the mix of it all, yeah, I teach maths um, in a secondary school that I'm not going to mention, if you know, you know. Um, and for years, I've been buying comics. Unfortunately, comics weren't that really readily available to my knowledge when I was quite young. So um, I ended up uh, having to travel very far, even to Oxford Circus, Tottenham Court Road, just to actually uh, start getting my comics. So... Um, I really got into comics. I love TV shows, anything to do with uh, comic books, even before it was cool. Um, uh, Same thing with films. I'm all into it. And then it kind of developed further into uh, my love for just fantasy and sci-fi and all aspects of it. And I just crave it now. Um, So about what I do beyond, you know, teaching kids uh, Pythagoras and uh, reading comics and watching TV shows is I, I enjoy, th- I, I, I I enjoy so much creating um, the little webcomic that I started a while back ago, um, yet to properly launch, but started webcomic. Um, I started, I created a max game, oddly enough, that's on the app store right now. That took me nine months. And I'm so proud of myself because I never, had an, I never thought I would ever be able to do that. I don't have a computer science background. I just thought one day, no, I have to do this, and then it took me nine months to create it. And the last thing, I have a YouTube channel for math videos of animated math videos to help people better understand the concepts of a lot of the maths content. Uh, so yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm all about well, as as uh, obvious as it might seem, I I love learning and I love teaching people how to learn or just try to entertain people where I can. And I love to be entertained myself. So yeah, I'm all about the uh, the whole nerd experience, if you will, uh, that's me Tom. So yeah, how about you? So
0: me, I, am, uh, I work in the NHS, not a very interesting place to be right now, you know, given the current climate, you know, COVID being spread around, you don't want to be in a hospital really luckily i've had the benefit of working from home my actual job title is what's known as a clinical coder i'm not going to bore you with the details but essentially what a clinical coder is is that i read through your medical notes and i convert that information into data for money so essentially i know all your secrets i know how many times you've been to the clinic you dirty dirty people but we're not going to talk about that right now (laughs) in terms of what I like to do creatively um, is everything. Um, I just love creating stuff. I think initially because of my interest in, in comic books and movies, I love creating stories. And um, one day I just had the idea to, to write my own comic book. Um, I don't think I'm good enough to write a proper book. I'm not smart enough. I didn't get a degree in, uh, in English Um, which is a useless degree. And I dare anybody to tell me otherwise, English is a useless (laughs) degree. Um, So, well, the irony is if I did get a degree in English, maybe I would have been a better writer, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I decided to actually create my own comic book. So um, I was originally just gonna write it and get an artist to do it. And I wasn't satisfied with the people that I met in terms of their ability to translate my story. So. I challenged myself to actually develop my own skill in, uh, in artistry and eventually after about a year of just doing two sketches a day, every day, um, I was satisfied with my ability and I started producing my own comic book. Um, I la- launched the first issue in, I wanna say 2017, just mm-hmm. dropped the second issue this year and I'm currently working on the third issue. And it's been it's been challenging and it's been exciting. And it's a uh, it's something that I personally advocate to anybody. If you are creative, you should explore your creativity. Any idea you have, implement it, execute it. And I I want this platform that me and Ken are creating in terms of um not just talking about nerdy stuff, but it's gonna be dealing with of course, TV media, all of the things that we consume, but also how those things have kind of molded us into the men that we are now, and what we, what we are achieving in our lives. Um, you you've heard what Ken's done, and he's gonna he's gonna be producing more. You know, I remember a few years ago, um. I had initial brand designs for like a T-shirt, right? And I came over to your house and we worked on it together. I remember that, I remember that. And you know, that's the beauty of it. It's like we we got got into a point of comfortability and respect that we can collaborate and create stuff together. And um, this is what I want this platform to be. This this to be a forum of pure, unbridled, Creativity. Whatever you are a nerd about, it doesn't even have to be about comic books, movies, or anything like that. If you are a nerd about the law, and eventually, this is my dream, Ken. One day that we, you know, we expand to a level that when we have guests on, is their opportunity to spend this time with us and the audience to just talk about what they nerd out about. If it's the law, they can nerd out about the law. If they are a carpenter they can nerd out about carpentry. And hopefully whoever's listening to this hears that and says, oh my God, I've always wanted to pursue carpentry or I always wanted to pursue a a career as, I don't know, a pathologist because that's where I nerd out in my life. Well, I've been too scared because, you know, it's not, it's weird, right? Would you say it's cool now to be nerdy? I'm not too sure.
1: Cool now to be nerdy. Well, it depends on the definition of nerdy. Um, when, when we say nerdy, we're we saying um, people that like particular things because just like you said, I, I 100% agree, nerd, in my idea, is someone that is fully into a particular thing. It could be sport. It could be, like you said, law. It could be anything. Um, and they spend you know, a significant amount of their life you know, almost being a fanboy, fangirl of that thing um, maybe not even be their profession, but it's something that they enjoy outside of their own, you know, nine to five. So I, I think the idea, it being cool, yes, but more for particular types of media. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like, we, we know the stereotypical, like a good 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, being someone that re- reads comic books, someone that likes math, someone that likes um, Star Trek. Um, Star Wars was the you know, quintessential nerd. So okay, that that's a nerd. You're going too far deep. yeah, good put where you're done that dragon's board, <laughs> you, you're a nerd. I, I think all of that has become a lot more accessible to people because of how the media has changed in the last well, almost two decades now. Oh no, it's been two decades now. Um, and because of that, people are a bit more forthcoming because it's now that part of media has become a lot more cool. Um, and we see it almost every single year. Like we've seen it with some of the box office numbers. We're not going to get into that too tough right now, but we can see because it is in the it, it's out there in the culture and it's presented in a nice cooler way compared to how it was compared before, where you know, you have that, you know, big glasses, feeble, skinny person, with a funny talking accent that is quite uh, introverted and quiet and quite shut off from the rest of the world, enjoying a comic or Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. Um, People automatically think that is the quintessential aspect of a nerd, but now all the things that made that person a nerd or groups of people a nerd has now become mainstream. So now that it's mainstream, but by definition mainstream, it being out there, it has to be cool or it is cool you know, Star Trek was not cool before. And before you know it, it's... Uh, Sorry,
0: I'm sorry. Did you just say Star Trek wasn't cool? I I have you... No, Star Trek's always been cool, right?
1: No, 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 no. Um, When I say Star Trek was not cool, I mean, it wasn't mainstream enough to the point that people would uh, stigmatize it as, you know, being super duper nerdy and uh, in, in a negative tone. But now it's cool enough that You know, people are happy to call themselves nerds worldwide on a major scale, uh, and people don't demonize people as much for it. Hmm.
0: Would you say there's some part of you that kind of... Are you a nerd to a point, right? So, actually, you know, let me actually break down what I
1: consider to be,
0: like, nerd, right?
1: Um... Sorry, just before you continue, Mm -hmm. what I'm also going to do, I'm going to break the definition of nerd because I think what we're doing is uh, um, going based on how we feel. And that's good. Mm. And it's good to actually find out how we actually do feel about that word or, you know, the kind of people that we are, because it's who who we are. But Mm. if there is an actual textbook, uh, Oxford and Cambridge definition of nerd, um, it'll be good for us to um, at least compare it.
0: Well, okay. First of all, though, on that note, that's interesting. And I would love to get into that. But I have a a real problem with... um textbook definitions of stuff um mm, we've okay. talked about this before but i can delve into it right now it's like my idea is this right who are these people who is this quorum of people that the putting themselves on the pedestal to decide hey this means this and this means that because it's almost like i love it when people want to throw out definitions to me Is say like oh my god uh excuse me no what you said is incorrect this is the definitions of that, and they'll they'll go find a <laughs> definition somewhere of a dictionary, Google, you whatever.
1: You know what? The you crazy know. thing about that is, it's the same group of people that made "bootylicious" a word that's now in the dictionary. <laughs>
0: of course, of course, because you know they think they have the authority. They know what "bootylicious" <laughs> is. You know, is I am wild. an authority on booty, so therefore, I should I should be able to to explain what booty. I knew I know what. Beyonce and them were thinking in that moment in time, when they were coming up with the song Bootylicious, you know, I was, <laughs> I was in their, their, their system, in their soul. In at the, the time. Booth. He
1: was in the booth, bro. Yeah, he was right, I, booth.
0: <laughs> was right there in the booth. I was right there in the booth. I'd say, hey, Beyonce, love what you're doing, love. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You sound like an angel, but what does Bootylicious mean? You've got to break it down for me. We've got to do it so we can put it on urban dictionary, because at some point in the future, someone's going to care, love but Carry on, you're beautiful. Keep singing. I don't know why the guy, um, her engineer, is a cockney, but I just imagine him being a cockney just as a nice contrast.
1: I mean, he could be, they could record it in one of the multiple famous, world famous <laughs> British London recording studios. So, uh, eh, for you know, you say,
0: you say multiple. I only know the one, I only know Abbey Road, and that's because everybody keeps on talking about Abbey Road. Oh, I record no, that.
1: There's a couple, but, you know, Abbey Road's the big one because that's where the Beatles, right? I
0: I think that's what, you know, they they have that famous picture of them walking through the zebra crossing towards Abbey Road. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who cares about the Beatles? The Beatles suck. (laughs) I know that was a hot Um, take, right? Imagine somebody actually listens to this gets to this point. That's how we lose listeners, bro. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. That's how you attract it. You not get it, Ken. The internet is about negativity. It's not about positivity. No. You you get an audience by offending enough people that they come back and hate listening to you so they can go into your DMs and say, oh, my God, I listened to your show and I hate you so much. I'll see you next week. Listen some more and hate you a little bit more. I think that should be our need. need I've I've
1: come across that quite a bit, actually, where Um, some people will be back every single week to say, oh, this show is terrible, this show is bad, negative review after negative review, back to back to back every single week. I'm like, you're a bigger fan than me, because I can't even keep, keep up with some of these shows on a week-to-week basis. It's but you're crazy. back every single week, week to badmouth a show, a film, or whatever form of media, you know, so violently posting three-hour videos online to say why this was so bad, why this was so yeah. horrible. Oddly enough, a lot of people that do um, actually do that on youtube or wherever um, are genuine fans of the thing mm. but they just don't like how um they uh, how people have changed uh the uh the media mm. or the property case in point which is the biggest one that will never stop being talked about is star wars mm. for the last six seven films <laughs> people mm. have just not been happy but i think people that have not been happy. Overwhelmingly are the fans, not people that are just angry for angry sake. Um, people just don't like the way it is. But once again, we've talked about how that's potentially an issue mm. that people need to get over sometimes. Mm. Um, it's good to out, for an out negative outcry because it kind of shakes up the industry and say, Yo, we don't like this, change this. This is this is BS. Um, but there are some times where it's like, okay, cool, we're here and you're making some extreme statements like it's ruined the franchise oh mm. no it's it destroyed them. like no it hasn't because you still like the original three films it hasn't destroyed anything it's just it's, it's just uh not what you expected
0: that's a fascinating but, uh, point well i think i think yeah. we can we can get into that a bit later but back in back on point in terms of you know what i believe in nerd nerdism can we, can we say that nerdism that's not a bit too bit too dirty is it having a little bit of a
1: nerdism, yeah? Um, um, as long as you clean up after yourself.
0: Of course, you know, can't be having nerdisms everywhere, but I think <laughs> what it means to be a nerd, I think in 2020, you're right, it has become very popular, uh, very mainstream. And that's a good thing, obviously. You, I, I grew up in an age, you know, born in the eighties, grew up in the nineties, um, in a time where you kind of had to, if you was super into something, kind of had to keep that to yourself unless it was the mainstream thing at the time being football and stuff like that um if you was into comic books you couldn't talk about that especially in the uk comic books are not a big thing i think a lot of people don't realize that that in terms of the comic book culture it's it's become mainstream in a sense that people will still go out and watch a comic book movie. The percentage of people that actually read comic books, yes, has never been higher. Very few people buy them anymore because all of you lot are criminals and getting it illegally. I'm looking at you <laughs> Ken. Uh yeah, this is this is me doing my DJ Vlad and exposing you online. So when you know the police start coming, they have the evidence. But um I've no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I buy yeah. my comics. You keep feigning your ignorance. You probably don't even know how much it (laughs) costs. Anyway, um, it's a situation whereby people don't talk about it. They talk about what superhero movie that they watch, what sci-fi movie that they watch, but they won't talk about the fact that they read comic books. Now, there's exceptions to that where almost... The consumption of the original source material has become like a popular, almost like a cool thing to do, even though I find some of these people obnoxious. But people that are into Game of Thrones, they will let you know how much they're into Game of Thrones. They will let you know, oh, my God, you don't know anything. I read this in the book and blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Just shut up. You're not that interesting right now. I watched the show. The the show was good until they messed it up. I'm not going to read the books because that's a bit too nerdy. There's, that's I think everybody's got their line of nerdiness that they they're not willing to cross over. Obviously, you do have you know the stereotypical Sheldons that has no, they have no line. They will they will go deep into that forest of nerdy and just get lost. Um, I, I
1: like I like what you said there mm, about the line. Yeah, because I I, I completely agree. Um, and we all we we both have our own reasons for the line, but no no you're right in terms of how deep do people want to go? How far across the line or where is their line? Um, because people, just like you were saying, will absorb all the media of a particular thing. And I'm guilty for a couple of things of doing that. Um, so, you know, you've got the, the audio book, the, the the novel, the comics of a particular franchise. And then you have the, um, uh, uh, um, uh, the, the concept art, the, the TV show, the films of that particular franchise. Uh, But then what we've seen a lot is a lot of people, just like you said, would watch the films, but won't care about the books, won't watch the TV show, may not even watch the uh, the shorts that come out of a particular thing. Um, So people choose what they want to be, how nerdy they want to be for each uh, franchise. You know, because I know both of us. We watch a lot of Star Wars and Star Trek. I uh, no, sorry. You watch more Star Trek, or have seen more Star Trek than I've seen Star Trek. Um, and there are some things I've seen more than you. That just shows that our lines are different. Hold on, Ken.
0: I can't help thinking that you're trying to like you're trying to send for me there. Like I could, I could, I could hear something in your tone <laughs> I don't quite like. Like, what are you trying to say? Like, oh, you watch more Star Trek than I do. It's like almost like you're looking looking down at me. I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you ain't watching Trek, you're nothing Listen, listen. You ain't nothing out here the in reason? these streets, right? Like okay. these movies has made billions, right? And people want to act bougie, like, oh no, that's a bit too sneaky for me. But like, <laughs> whatever,
1: whatever. Listen, the, the 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 change in my voice wasn't because of, you know, looking down on you. If anything, it was Envy. Like mm. I was never into it when it first came out and I wish I was because mm. I'm really enjoying uh, Discovery. But um oh, no! Oh, really enjoying it. I'm happy that it's around. It's okay. okay. It's not the best, yeah. but you know, I'm happy that it's around. Yeah. Um, I wish I was there at the prime, you know, prime time TV of Star Trek, um, or was more involved.
0: That's the beauty of where we are living now, right? Every we live in this this age of technology. This is this is our version of the Renaissance, right? The ubiquity oh, yeah. Yeah. of technology is ridiculous, right? We have screens everywhere. Right now I'm looking at four screens. I've got my laptop, I've got my drawing screen, I've got my tablet, I've got my phone. And in each one of them, I can load up Netflix here, Amazon Prime here, uh, YouTube here, illegal website for streaming over there. I'm not gonna say which one just in case I say it and they get shut down because I really need to watch my shows. That's neither here nor there. <laughs>
1: but, no, yeah, yeah, I, I I, agree, man. Like, We are at that renaissance stage. But so then that... With that in hits. mind, though,
0: with that in mind, yeah. though, you have the opportunity to go back to the beginning. Netflix has all of the Trek you need.
1: So if you... Well, yeah, that that, that, that brings me on to my... Uh, the, I think the most important point on what we're trying to talk about here. We are spoilt for choice, more so than it was when we first had Cable and Sky, where it's like, oh, now you got 300 channels we literally have an infinite amount of time, uh, uh, sorry, an infinite amount of choice now to watch anything to the point where, like, I choose to not work, like, and I've said this to you and I'm I'm, I'm happy to share it with people. I've stopped going back to what, to rewatch things. Mm. I was, it's too much. It's too much. That's why I'm not, like, you know, really deep into, like, oh, Star Trek or, like, another TV show or anything because I'm aware that, Some of these shows are 22 episodes deep, 45 minutes per episode. You know, 10 seasons, yada yada yada. And I'm like, yo, this ain't university times anymore, (laughs) where I can just, you know, be up to five o'clock watching Naruto. Like, it's it's there's no time. Mm. I, I pick and choose what I give time, and you know, as much as what you're saying is absolutely true. Netflix has now opened the, the gates to allow me to watch Leash. And I started watching some of the old Trek, but then I saw how much, oh my gosh, there's a lot. Yeah, there it is it's a lot I Trek. Th- I think everyone has a list. Everyone has a TV list, like, oh, I'll get to this, I'll get to that. And people allocate times in the day or the week to actually watch stuff. Mm. The time that I've allocated is nowhere close to enough for me to watch all the things that I want to watch,
0: Yeah,
1: which is a shame. Um, because that's the only negative I see from the renaissance of TV and film. Mm. If I'm not watching it when it comes out and it stacks up and it's not a 12-episode, half-an-hour TV show like The Mandalorian, it's tough. (laughs) It's just tough to get through.
0: It is. We're spot for choice. And you're right, it's a good and a bad thing, but um, I think... The, the great thing about that, because of all this choice, it allows people to be their experts, their nerd, whatever you want to call it, uh, their fan of their particular thing. Like I, I don't just watch sci-fi or quote unquote nerdy things. Like one of my favorite shows that I just finished not too long ago is uh, Justified. That's on Amazon Prime. And it's essentially like a modern day cowboy show. Uh, it's about this oh, yeah, U.S. Yeah. agent that goes back to his hometown of Kentucky and he's just kind of like, his whole job is that he hunts down outlaws. And it's kind of this, imagine any spaghetti western you, you've you seen, but in modern day. And it's kind of like Texas Walker, uh, where's where it? Texas Walker? No. Walker, Texas Ranger, which they actually, do, do you know that show, Ken?
1: Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Did you ever watch it back in the day with Chuck, oh, Chuck Norris? No, no, I didn't. that used to be my jam. dumbest show you can think of. It's about um a, a, a Texas ranger who knows karate, has a gun but seems to want to take down every single person with a roundhouse kick. every every episode is solved with a roundhouse kick. You can have one episode where he's hunting down a drug dealer that's killed a family of five, but by the end of it he he has to send a message to little Jimmy, hey, little Jimmy. It's cool to be in school. It's it's corny like that, and <laughs> they're planning to do a reboot That's with um, one of the guys from Supernatural. Um, right. I think his name is uh, Ger- Jared Jared or Pedalicki. and yeah. um, he's playing he's playing Walker in the new one. Which I'm actually excited. I like the actor. He's really he's a really good actor. I'm slightly worried that they're gonna take the cheese out of it because you know, that's that's the hot thing, right? When you reboot something, it has to be dark and gritty. It can't be, if the original thing was corny, it can't be like that. It has to be dark and gritty. I imagine yeah. in like in the very first episode, like, I don't know, he goes for a roundhouse kick and the guy shoots him in the leg and he realises, I will never kick again. (laughs) And for the rest of the show, he just goes around shooting people, not even having conversations. There's like, just in case, I remember when they took my
1: leg. Yo, (laughs) he'll he'll grab his gun and he'll just pause for a second and then he'll feel his leg, that pulsing pain in his leg, like, "Mm, nah, (laughs) let me just continue with his gun because that's not... Because they can't outrun this. <laughs> Every time nah, he watches yeah.
0: kung fu films, he will have flashbacks of when his leg got shot. Anytime he watches he just,
1: football, AK I'd be having soccer, PTSD. Just, that just, is such a middle finger to the original. Uh, I, to the I, I people would that love it, it,
0: I would love it. That that I love. I love like weird tangents like that. I, I blame things like uh, Rick and Morty and Family Guy, where it's just Yo. like you you take you take something and it could easily be something corny. Flip it on his head. And just go weird with it because at the end of the day, it's like sometimes we think about this dumb stuff. You know, your girlfriend right now is thinking about dumb stuff. She's probably like acting cute when she's with you, but she's goofy. And I feel like girls should be able to be goofy, like the 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 sexiest girl, the the biggest booty shaker. You know, from the Cardi B's to the Meg Stallions, are are goofy girls. Meg The Stallion is like a big anime fan and unapologetically yeah. right but could you imagine if you found out like somebody like could you imagine if Beyonce no 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 be, the whole of the Destiny's Child were into Naruto and right now in their house they're running around the house with their arms with their behind, hands their
1: behind their backs
0: yeah <laughs> you know
1: doing hand signs like jumping off of the walls <laughs>
0: I would actually would pay to see that. I don't really care about Beyonce like that. I would never pay to see a show, but if she decided to do a whole reenactment of a season of Naruto, I will pay for that. I will be in front row center. I'll be right. there like crying, like being emotionally moved by Beyonce doing Naruto. I will pay for that. You can you can keep Lemonade. You give me some Naruto. You give me some. Even if it's stuff that I don't even mess with, like One Piece, I, I will get down with the, the, the Queen B and One Piece.
1: You see, you, you, you touched upon something quite interesting. Um, <laughs> the, the whole idea that, um, you know, people should allow Lanzo to be goofy or not really care about um, the nerdy stuff. Um, anime's become the old school comic book nerd of, of, of today. Um, it's still considered cool by a lot of people. Um, so it's not quite, you know, like people shunning people. Like, okay, they're just the weirdos in the corner. But um, you see it with with the kids that I teach at school. Mm-hmm. Um, kids don't. Well, actually, sorry, the boys, the young boys, uh, all the way up to about year ten, year eleven. You know, they 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 mess with anime a mm-hmm. lot. They 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 really do. Um, and I have my own reasons for why that is. Um girls wise, they couldn't give a biscuit. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> they, they, they they do not care. No, they see an it as interesting
0: thing though. That's an interesting thing. I think there's more than we know of because we've been to Comic Con together, right? And we've seen the amount of girls out there that will dress up full in obscure anime characters that we never even heard of before versus guys out there that ain't just rocked up with a t-shirt. Now me, that's my limit of nerd, right? I was mentioning that before, but my limit of nerd right now is dressing up in in some goofy outfit. I don't think I'm quite quite there yet invested. The best I can do is a a Batman t-shirt. I've done that a couple of times that's my my nerd limit but you're seeing some of these girls wearing the most revealing stuff and it's like I'm thinking is that actually anime or are you just kind of finding a legal way to be in the nude I'm not too sure but that's that seems to be like a thing where I think there's a lot more girls that are willing to get into their nerd bag but almost like there's a societal thing to kind of hide yourself it's it's i'll just say this i think it's really difficult to be a woman um everybody knows that and it's, it's, it's nothing <laughs> yeah, new yeah. but um uh, yeah. i think it's there's there's the social aspects that people don't talk about it's like you, you've got the obvious thing is you know in the workplace um you know general respect and understanding. i think in terms of the total poll you total poll sorry, let me say that correctly i think it's the white male at top You got the white female, then you got the black male, and at the very bottom you got the the black woman. The black woman is not respected whatsoever. It's like the competition she has to suffer through, the racism she has to suffer through, the sexism she has to suffer through, and all while being rarely supportive. And it's like it's really easy for me to talk about this as a man who's never really struggled the way a woman, but I've observed it from my mother, and it's 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 not. It's not cool to see those things. And obviously you can't live their life for them. You know, if I have a daughter one day I can never really know her struggle. I can only observe it from my privilege and just hope things get better for them. But imagine now you've got all of that stuff with just general life stuff. Then you're enthusiastic about this one obscure thing and I think it's already a thing. Like in the black black community, there's some things that, oh, we don't do that. That's 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 not black. I I, re- I remember like being criticised for being a black kid that likes Star Trek, and say so, like, oh, bro, I
1: that's,
0: remember a, that's being a white thing. It's like I don't get how Star Trek is a white
1: group. No, no. you can get us that in a second as well. Mm. But no, no, you're right, man. I remember in college, um, we was in like the uh, study hall and I remember listening to Fall Out. I love Fall Out Boy growing mm-hmm. up. I was like, yo, this What's is my favorite What's Which your favourite song? That? Um, this scene, this, uh, um, that, that song. And yeah. I, I loved it. And I used to have the headphones that leaked hor- like horribly. The sound yeah. leaked. And I remember like one girl that, uh, that I was cool with I was listening to it, general out to it and it was a bit loud. Yeah. She was like, yo, 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 turn that down, man. It's like, oh, sorry, is it too loud? And she was like, no, no, it's not too loud. It's it's that, that's that white music. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was just like, she was embarrassed for me, because I was listening to something that I liked. Yeah. That didn't fit, you know, some kind of, you know, you know, it didn't fit what I was supposed to be. Which mind, we sad. need to let the audience know that we
0: are both black just in case they, they are confused. Because we've actually yeah, spent yeah. this I, whole I, time I, I, talking about stuff, and you know, you're gonna get those <laughs> contingents of people thinking like, "Oh my god, look at these white boys
1: talking about you know black I have, stuff." about? I, I I could be Chinese. What are you talking about?
0: I, I could be. I, I don't know. I I grew up in <laughs> Southeast London, and just because you know a couple words that you know have greater than five syllables, it's like, oh my god, you sound so posh. It's like, no, I speak English. when England. Like, if I wasn't, if, if I was in China. I'm going to speak Chinese to the best of my ability like people need to understand me just because I'm not always sounding the same way every time doesn't make me whatever I'm I am who I allow you to know me as right get to know me sit down with me have a conversation this is what this platform is about it's about a conversation it's about exploring who we are this is who we are we are people that are into some nerdy nerdy stuff unapologetically and we're gonna we're gonna embrace it, and we're gonna hope that you embrace it and embrace yourself, whatever you're into, right? And I think it's it's kind of like a silly thing that I have to say and let people know that we're black, but it's one of those ones you never really know. Just in case we actually start talking about some wild stuff, and we don't want to get hashtag because some people think that white people talking about black stuff.
1: No, 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 we. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to Money. When I first heard, like, you, you, you sound liberal. like, bro, like, yeah, that's just racist. And I know saying that sounds off key. No, but you know, I, yeah, I, I, if I was to choose a race, yeah, it, it wouldn't be white, Tony.
0: That's 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 disgusting. <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> we as a people need to be able to go beyond our preconceived notions.
1: If anything, you, know. you sound British. You sound very smart and British.
0: Hey, um, I grew up here. What am I gonna do? It's like I, the crazy thing is,
1: no, we should, should have an American accent. know,
0: well, because but okay, but Ken, we need to talk about that right now, right? Now this is about yeah. your people. Now, Ken, Ken is Nigerian.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. whoa, let's let's, yeah. let's 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 not do this right now. Oh no, we are uh, doing
0: this now. No, Ken, we no, no, do no this now. We, are, we are friends. We
1: are friends. <laughs> we are uh, do doing we're, this. Now. We're, now. We're I need to ask way. you a question. I need to ask bro, you a I'll copy off right now. You know, Oh,
0: bring it, bring it, bring
1: it. <laughs> I'll put just some, some rice here. in the
0: corner. You'll get confused, and I'll just disappear.
1: Ah, uh, do you do you not even have? Do you know what, bro? It's not what <laughs> <show's about. laughs> no, need, the show is about. Let's not get into this. No, but I do is... need to
0: ask you this question, though. Why is Go it on. there's a contingent of your young men that have never set foot in America but somehow have American accents? I
1: cannot speak for the freshies. Because I can't um, like because all the all the black Nigerian people that I do know are from here and yeah. uh, they, they they do not fall into that category. Um, however, if you were to watch any Nollywood film about people that try and be bigger than they actually are, yes, they do fall into that category of oh you've never been to America but for some reason you sound like you're from Atlanta or the fake Atlanta because the accent is usually horrible. It's- but like I said, it's not there's no what this we're talking about. But we we're, we're we're going on tangents. I'm just
0: tangents. saying, I'm just saying. It's a fascinating phenomenon. Um, By the way,
1: people, Tony is Congolese.
0: Yes, I am Congolese. We are the people of the waistline. All right? If you want if you want to challenge anybody on a dance floor, do not challenge a Congolese
1: person. Because <laughs> you, you see, will lose. I'm so annoyed that you're saying this. And also, I find this so hilarious because it's bloody true. Mm-hmm. Me and Tony, there was one party we went to. No, this has been more than one time. It's one party we went to. And then I always knew that, you know, I could do my little two-step, you know, man I used to dance a little bit. And then Tony come through, he's like, Tony's one of the shyest people that I know, but the, the most the, one of the introverted extroverts that I know, because when you try and talk to him in certain instances, it's a bit quiet, but put on some kind of Afrobeat music, yo, this guy was whining, do you know what? Let me not even, I'll spare people the stories. Tony went in and it's because of that Congolese waistline. And I, it was, I, was I remember I. bro, I was standing in the corner and I was like, no bloody way. they were lining up to dance with you, bro. They I wouldn't say up. I
0: wouldn't say lining up, you're being a bit dramatic. But I like to cut a rug. I like it to, you know, cut shapes. I like to just cut things, not people. That is a crime. Tony, not about they had that to life.
1: throw, They had to throw away the rug after.
0: Yeah, I took it home, you know. I, I had to keep evidence of my work. Boy yeah
1: ladies and gentlemen tony
0: thank you very much thank you very much i'm taking a virtual bow but anyway let's uh let's move on and let's actually talk about a specific topic uh something that's obviously connected to nerdism there was a big announcement ken uh by disney and their disney plus platform and now this it's is big enough it was a huge announcement um this is gonna be very technical might talk a little bit of business stuff but um but any person that's into you know streaming platforms you you might already have disney plus or maybe even on the free trial so i don't know how much you've enjoyed it how much have you enjoyed it ken
1: uh or well, disney plus yes um for what <laughs> actually oddly enough um not to the extent I thought I would. Not to the extent that I thought I would. I still enjoy it, mm. but not to the extent that I thought I would. Um there, there is a lot. If anyone hasn't used it, um just to let you know, there is a lot of content on Disney Plus. Yes. Um, but the quality of that content is it varies.
0: It, it varies. varies. It goes it goes yeah, between it, good and sometimes Netflix. And i say that because i think netflix is finding himself like where they want more quantity versus quality and you do get those really really great shows when they drop and they do a great job advertising it uh, but there's a lot of fluff and rubbish on on uh, on netflix same thing with amazon prime same thing with disney plus it's, it's a numbers game you you have something for somebody and hopefully those people stick around but yeah. on the note of advertising, this is one thing that I noticed about Disney Plus that I was disappointed with initially at the very beginning. Uh, they were doing a bad job advertising their whole platform. Now they're doing, they was doing a great job advertising the fact that they got all of the Marvel movies. Marvel, uh, Disney owns Marvel, they also own Star Wars and they own The Simpsons now. Um, well, not now, they've owned it for a while because they acquired Fox, um, the, the movie studio Fox. Yeah. Um, but they were doing a bad job because they were only highlighting the movies, um, the, the Marvel movies specifically, You know, the, some of the Star Wars movies. But what I've noticed is like, and I think it's the advent of the Mandalorian, Mandalorian big boy show. I hope people out there are watching that show because it's absolute quality, really entertaining. I think it's a great show uh, in a sense that you don't have to be necessarily in Star Wars to enjoy it, but there's a, there's a benefit to, uh, to knowing the lore uh to really get into it um but in terms of uh advertising i thought they were doing a bad job until recently when they made their big announcement um this is crazy now i actually have a list here of all of their announcements that they made and you can find this article on the verge it's no it's called the 52 things disney just announced and this is this is not so one of the things that they announced was the uh TV show. Now, they already dropped a trailer a few months back and they've dropped another one. And it's, it's it looks like it's going to be a really interesting show. It's uh I know there's an oversaturation right now with with superhero properties, but I do appreciate the properties that choose to do something different and sometimes weird, like conversely to Disney Plus, I, I watch a couple of um, the DC shows like uh, Doom Patrol, which best way to describe that is weird in a superhero suit. So imagine the word weird, the concept of weird personified wearing spandex. That's the best way I can describe Doom Patrol. And I think that's the vibe that we might be getting with uh, Vision. Ken, did you get to see the trailer?
1: Uh, yes i did the, the the trailer was um well i i think disney have a bit of a masterclass in making trailers recent where well where, where they don't really reveal what's really going to happen even all the way back to um uh, uh end game and uh, the infinity war mm-hmm. uh, uh, films where we see stuff but they have the perfect balance of okay I'm really excited. It's well shot. I can tell the story. Sorry, the, the story that the trailer was trying to tell was successful, but the story that they're trying to tell wasn't the story of the show. And I, I really enjoy that aspect of the trailer. So a lot of weird stuff is happening. It has spawned so many ideas of where the show is going to go. Um And I'm excited for it. Mm. Mainly because um when you think about you know when you know when Spider Man first dropped, when X Men first dropped, in terms of the the films, um, when Wolverine dropped, when all these different uh, films dropped, they they were always the big big characters, the big big franchise that you want. Batman, you know, we care about Batman. But o- over time, what started happening, and we see it with the list of Marvel TV shows and films, they started to deviate from who was actually popular and say, let's you know, try it out with someone else. Um, so hearing that was going to get uh, division, and it's going to be um, Scarlet, Scarlet, uh Scarlet Scarlet Witch and Vision show was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of like those characters, but now we're going to get a whole show about it. More so now, we are getting uh, films and TV shows that are almost spin-offish. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, we, we don't. It's not the. It's not. It's not Batman anymore. It's Gotham. It's not Superman. It's Supergirl. It's not. Uh, uh, um, it's not the Avengers. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not mm-hmm. the Hulk. It's it's She-Hulk. It, it's it's the. It's the people that almost got brought in to in, uh, build up on the universe, and now they're being put at the forefront. With, and, and I think there's big reasons for that. The, the, the big reason is, you know, you can't have Captain America, Iron Man and Thor at the forefront forever. So you build on what, you know, the universe offers. Mm-hmm. But it just means that we now have access to a wider aspect of the universe that we never had access to before. So that's why I'm really excited about um, the show because yes. I have no idea what, it, what it's going to be about. I have a lot of theories from what we've seen about it in the comics. Yeah. We probably are going to be correct to a certain degree, yeah. but I have no idea what's going to happen in this show. Same for the Loki um, TV show.
0: We'll get to I that. Can, Do I mean, not skip the queue. Do not skip the cue. We'll we're going to skip that. the
1: queue, but I'm I'm just throwing in just that little little something something. But yeah, yeah. To, just to just to look at everything that's going to to drop on on this platform. Um, yeah, I'm excited because I don't know. Mm. I'm excited because I don't know. Same feeling I got with Mandalorian. I'm like, okay, cool. I kind of know about the Mandalorians uh, here and here. And then there was nothing to, like everything that I thought about the Mandalorians were true. but yeah. sure often something a lot more. Did you watch and, the last I've episode, been... by the way? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, seen, you, the, did you see the reveal? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now I the can't, the reveal. The reveal no, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil a for anyone. But there's a big reveal near the middle of that show. I don't know. This Friday's episode just gone. Did you watch it? What we'll reveal? When he, somebody revealed themselves, not in a in a cr- criminal kind of way. It was very much above uh, the waistline. Oh yeah, yeah, the the
1: uh, the official reveal. Right, because I the first one the, the first one didn't count in season
0: one. Whoa. He revealed himself in season one? I thought it was only from the back in season one. We never got to see anything in season one, did we?
1: Yeah.
0: We saw his face in season one? Yeah. I only saw the back of his head. What was you watching?
1: Bro, Taco Waititi as the robot.
0: Nah, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the Mandalorian.
1: Me too. Yeah. Yeah, bro. All right, cool. Spoiler. Activated bro in the first season yeah. when he was he was injured and um the ro- Attack of a tt robot had to take off his helmet and be like I can't take off my helmet and they took him off anyway because mm. well I'm not really alive because I am a robot you know mm. and yeah and then we see his face all battered because he got hurt from getting shot up by Muscideon in the um cantina that they were in.
0: did we the audience see that or was yes. that off screen? We saw, oh, we saw his face
1: of Pearl, I
0: completely missed that. Yeah, bro, that's the wow. first time
1: we see it. Wow. That's the
0: first time we see his face. Me, I was like getting all giddy on Friday, like thinking to myself, I can't believe they actually broke their own rule. Like I thought it was going to be a Judge Dredd situation where you never see his face. Like now that's the interesting thing about the character Judge Dredd. Some people may know and some people don't, but in the history of the comic books of Judge Dredd, yeah, you never see it. more than just his mouth. That's one yeah. of those things. Even when there was a, there was an issue uh where the you, you meet his clone brother and eventually his clone brother gets kicked out of the, the judgeship uh the actual within the story his face is disfigured just so you don't get to potentially see what dread looks like
1: yeah but you know they broke that role in the in the film
0: well the the first film was Stallone, Stallone, the Stallone that, film, yeah. yeah that's the thing you know Hollywood at the time it's the 90s you get a big boy actor like Stallone you're not gonna hide his face it's a it's a weird thing that um they kind of promised semi in season one that like we're not going to be preoccupied with you know Hollywood we created this law that you never see his face but the way they broke mm. their law in such a in such an interesting way where it seemed natural it's like I think it would be so contrived and so stupid if they found a way around that in that situation, he was still able to keep his helmet on. I think the fact that he just realized, you know, this is dumb. This is my personal belief, but I do not want to die. Like, I might be a badass, but I ain't quicker than a, a, you know, a, a laser bullet. So let me take this damn thing on and lie terribly. He was, anyway...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're the,
0: the wheeze of the show. But
1: well, well, that's that's that, that's funny that we're talking about this now because we're saying like the, we're praising the show for like sticking true and not really following that Hollywood um, rule like Stallone did, and then whatever, whatever. Like by keeping his head up, and, and only in a certain situation, like we saw in this episode, that you know it was almost like okay, unless we want to die now, I have to make some concessions. I have to like bend the rules a bit. Um, they didn't have those rules for Bill Burr. <laughs> Throughout the entire episode, I'm like, yo, put your helmet on, bro. <laughs> well, you did. I, think
0: put your... the, I think with the Bill Burr thing, it kind of made sense because he's Imperial, right? He's probably already familiar with like, when you can take off your helmet and when you can't. The case is he's in he's in a vehicle. He doesn't necessarily need his helmet. It's one of those weird things that I've always noticed with Star, Star Wars is that, yo, you're you're actually in a space station. Why do you still have your helmet on? It's like, because you think about real real soldiers in real life, right? Unless they're actually on duty, on patrol, you don't need your helmet on. But it's like, I remember, what was it? One of the recent Star, Star Wars films where they walked into the cafeteria in one of the, you know, the Imperial ships. And there's soldiers there like with a helmet on in the in the in the cafeteria. I'm thinking how they eat their food. Yeah, so that's just gonna be all Take that damn thing on. You look stupid. Um, but I think I think I, it it made sense to me in the context. They didn't have to stop and explain it, but it's like, yeah, he literally just said, like, I can't I can I can never see through those things. And it's true, you see the way stormtroopers shoot. Of
1: course they can't see through those things. Maybe modify your helmets. I'm not gonna lie, they only did that so that Bill Burr's face can be seen. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, fair enough, you can make the excuse like, all right, cool, can't really see through all of this, yada, yada, yada. For the rest of... He wore it for the maximum of two to three minutes. For the rest of the episode, it was off. So oh, the old Hollywood rule <laughs> was in place for Bill Burr, but obviously it wasn't in place for The Mandalorian, unless absolutely necessary. That's, I don't that, think that's how was it necessarily
0: in place for him. The reason why I say it is that We have never been given any law or even within the episode to say, oh, when when you're in the empire, you always keep your helmet on. To be honest, we've just had it it as a given that when we see imperial soldiers, unless they're officers, they always have their helmet on. What if it's the case that when they're just kind of casually about their business, they don't have to keep it on? You know, technically, the first time we actually saw it was with Finn. When he crash landed like yeah he could have exactly. kept his uniform on but he didn't he took it off again he was on the run but anyway let's uh let's get back onto it let's get back onto these announcements uh the next announcement was the falcon winter soldier trailer it looks dope mm-hmm. just give it to me already i've waited long enough I, I, unfortunately covid delayed a few things but um i'm really excited to see this the quality of these programming disney is spending a lot on this and the fact that the the level of, yeah. of quality on screen from those trailers look on the same calibre as the movies. I think some of these budgets for the season are actually equivalent to the movie. So I think we get the benefit there that we're not getting stories squeezed into just two hours. So mm. obviously you're not going to have as many jaw-dropping moments cram-packed, but maybe in terms of the whole eight-episode season it's actually even going to give us more.
1: Um, Yeah, but I think people do appreciate and like long form um, stories more so than just like you said, like we have to try and jam pack a hefty story or sometimes universe or city breaking stories in a mm. short amount of time. Whereas it's when when there's I'm not saying that, you know, the length of films is a bad thing. No, no. Like I've, I've seen films like that are an hour and a half that I thoroughly enjoyed. But it usually wasn't, okay, we're going to save the bloody universe or we're about to save three million people. It's usually like a small indie-ish type film where it's a bit more contained. Yeah. Uh, However, these stories are larger-than-life stories and I think they are better told through a long-form story.
0: Yeah. That's the benefit, though. I think it's, it's, it's Marvel's bread and butter, Marvel Studios' bread and butter, because they figured out a way that you might not care in this movie, but in the sequel or the appearance in another movie, you're gonna gonna care about this character, excuse me. You're gonna gonna really, you might not care about Captain America now, but when Winter Soldier comes, oh, you're gonna say, oh yeah, I love Cap. Um, I I remember when people were were kind of like dumping on Cap with the first movie. I love the first movie. I think, you know, to do a superhero as a period piece. Uh, Plus I'm a big fan of Joe Johnson who also did The Rocketeer. Which is yeah. kind of like a similar vibe. Um, so I love yeah, that's it. That, that's a guilty
1: pleasure. The Rocketeer wasn't a great film.
0: I think it was a good <laughs> film. It doesn't hold it up feels, quite tonight, but quite to this point. But in terms of like character building, it's like it doesn't look great in terms of his, some of his special effects. But in terms of character building, I cared about the guy that played the Rocketeer. You know, yeah. I, cared, I cared so much that I completely forgot his name. That's kind of embarrassing, but I cared <laughs> in the moment. And um, so when he did the first Captain America, I, I love the first Captain America movie, and I think out of all of the franchises in the MCU, um, if you want to plot like a line of best fit or a trend line, you know a little bit of math there for you can you know in your wheelhouse. But um, yeah, you'll see the <laughs> trend. See <laughs> you'll like. see the trend be upwards for those for those three movies. Like it went from. Whatever you feel about the first Captain America movie, you know whether you think it was okay, you know rubbish, good, or great. It went from that to Winter Soldier, which I I think personally is one of the best MCU films, and to to Civil War, which Civil War it's not it's a Captain America film, but really and truly, really, it's almost like Avengers two point five.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's is Avengers two point five. It, it it was that was that was cap was the main cat oh, boy i don't think he, he was the main character i think it's weird it. right
0: because it could have been cap yeah.
1: at one it could be
0: bucky at one moment it could be bloody iron man at one moment even the introduction of black Panther could have been black
1: Panther at one point
0: yeah and that's the thing now we'll, we will get into the black panther thing because um, that's one announcement that i really want to get into but we'll come that, back to that later um but moving on from falcon and winter soldier the loki trailer now how did you in, in, in let's make this one a quick one but how did you feel about the loki trailer
1: um well it's the same thing that i feel with all these trailers that are coming out mm-hmm. um i don't know what these shows are about right like, but it's something that we, we we've I, I i don't know if i can't remember if you do this but I, i've i've done this for for a while and i think we've done it for a few things if i'm not gonna watch a film I don't bother watching a trailer if I know I'm gonna watch, and, and the only reason I watch the trailer for for Loki and all these other shows is because I have no point of reference about what they are. Mm. I'm I'm gassed, and I'm I know I'm gonna watch all these shows. Mm. So, it's 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 a thing where I enjoy the feeling of not knowing. I love the I enjoy the feeling of being blind. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen in the show in a Captain America film in a. Iron Man film and, you know, Thor film, you can kind of figure out what's going to happen to a degree. Maybe not the full plot, but you know what you're you're buying in for. You're going to do some heroic stuff. They're going to potentially get the girl. You know, something cool is going to happen. Whereas in this show, after watching that trailer and Loki, I have no idea what this is about. He's bouncing around. He is being conniving and sneaky like he always is. He is Loki, the god of mischief. But beyond that, I have no, I have nothing else to go on, <laughs> and I, and I love it, I love it. You're like, right, we, it is we, vague.
0: Yeah, and it seems like it's intentionally vague. Um, I actually found the the trailer really fascinating. I'm a person that actually, li- I really like trailers. Um, for me, it's like that cinema c- experience when you come into the cinema and they've got the previews to potentially new movies, and you watch them you think oh that looks good uh, i'm not really feeling that one i was like oh it's not this one here it's not really typically my cup of tea but i like what they're doing with this trailer let me let me dive in i think obviously the stuff that you are already kind of we already entrenched in the mcu like if they drop another trailer for an mcu movie we know we already know we're gonna watch it yeah
1: i will swaying my decision i'm, I'm still yes. gonna watch
0: it I think I just like that preview. It's like, you know, when you watch a TV show and they give you that previously on. It's kind of like that. It's like, it's not quite a previously on, but it's kind of like, hey, look what's coming. Don't you want to see more? And I like that. I like being teased. I like a good teaser. Some of these trailers are stupidly long, like two and a half minutes. You're you're, you're doing the most. Like, calm down. I like a good teaser. Something to say, bish, bash, bosh. You want to see the bish, bash, bosh. Come see the big bish bash bosh. I like
1: okay. that. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at that. That's, but like that like sense.
0: you, I am selective with that in terms of like. I think generally speaking, you don't mess with trailers. Period anymore. Unless it's something that you've never heard of before, and you probably would not even know if you're interested. You probably even taste a bit of a trailer just to say, "Oh, okay." Didn't you, know about this. You know this. me well.
1: You know me well. Yeah. Just like Tenant, I didn't know what Tenant was about. Mm. I knew that it was a Christopher Nolan film, and I'm uh, and I love Christopher Nolan films, but literally i i i got halfway through that uh, just an example not, not to spend too much time on this but i got halfway through the trailer and i stopped the trailer because mm. i saw something that i was like whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa 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 they they turned left okay cool i'm sold i'm sold i am mm. sold and i just closed i closed the tab i was like no i'm sold cool i don't need to see anymore
0: i will say this next week i would love to actually have a breakdown of uh christopher nonan as a whole uh and specifically tenant i have opinions on it. Um
1: but oh, we talked about tenant. <laughs>
0: we, yeah, but, but about i think Tenet. i think the, the our audience needs to be able to hear about tenant as well uh, for, uh obviously yeah. it came out in 2020 not many people got to watch it few people did um so i think it'll be a good thing to talk about um anyway moving uh actually sticking yeah, yeah, on it on loki um i did i didn't know it's one thing about the trailer uh did you ever watch this TV show called Legion. It, uh, it was, uh, it was a, yes, yes, I did. it was this Loki show was giving me Legion vibes from the style, like mm-hmm. that whole yeah. kind of post sixties style. Cause I think like with Legion, they never meant anyway, uh, Legion is about a show about this character called, um, God, what was his name called again? I forgot. Um, I,
1: I was called him Legion. I called him Legion.
0: <laughs> Guy Legion. He's got multiple personalities and uh, in the comic books anyway, he's got multiple personalities and he's like one of the most powerful mutant on the planet. And I think he's also Professor Xavier's son, which they kind of get into the on the show, but not yes. really. They are um, new to it, but they it's never new made to concern. it. And in the show, because they actually never mention what time period it's set in, it kind of has this kind of fake 60s kind of style to it. Everybody's dressed like it's in the 60s, very art deco. And this is what the vibe that I'm getting with Loki. Like from the trailer, he gets captured by this organization. It kind of leads off to the events in Endgame where Loki from the past actually gets the cosmic cube and disappears. And this is what I was telling you before, Ken, when we were discussing uh, Endgame that they didn't actually make a big deal of it, but, like, Loki might have died in Infinity War, but Loki from the past is out there because of how they messed up. And they, obviously, they're not aware of this, but Loki is out there. Now, I think, I could be completely wrong, but I think that the organisation, you see he's been captured by some organisation that he ends up being forced to work for my theory is this there might they might be some sort of organization that exists outside of time that fixes up any time somebody messes around with time and because he's supposed to be dead but managed to get around that because of the mess up of the avengers he's got two choices one to you know embrace his fate when they fix it eventually or to work for them
1: yeah i i agree with you up until the time thing mm. i don't think it's a uh quote-unquote time bureau we, we, i don't know what, the, what it is but you know I, I don't think it deals with time i think it does deal with um some ruptures in something but i don't mm. think it is time because when the avengers did bounce around they weren't actually traveling through time they were just traveling to another universe that allowed them to um enter a different time stream. So well, it, it, it's not it's, it's not they, really... Uh, they, they, They're just hopping universes. No,
0: they actually did travel through time now. Let me break this science down for you. The other universe, technically, was when they went into the microverse, that, that kind of where Ant-Man got lost in. Now, that's technically a pocket dimension where it allows them to dive through this time stream into the past. So they actually do travel back into the past. What happens afterwards is that because of their mistakes, they have created new timelines, ergo new dimensions. So when they actually go back to actually get the Cosmic Cube, that is the past. But the idea was that once they finish their mission, they they take everything that they took from the past and put it back in its place and come back. Problem is they didn't realize that several moments they messed up big time. And I think that's what's gonna, uh, lead into um, Doctor, uh, Doctor Strange. The second Doctor Strange movie is going to be the Madness of the Multiverse, and I think it's also going to link into Wonder Vision and Loki as well. I think they're going to do the MCU movie thing, and all of these shows are going to have after-credit stingers at the end of the season, and they're going to link up. And it's going to address the fact that there was a few times where they did mess up with the timelines. The yeah r- I'm,
1: I'm, the, the much- reason why I, I'm not all, I'm, I'm not all that convinced with that is because because of paradoxes mm-hmm. you know paradoxes exist. and mm-hmm. if you do one thing in one space of time mm-hmm. um, it will affect the future instantaneously because you've now created a new pathway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there won't be a delay it will happen instantaneously mm-hmm. oh because I did something here, is is time trying to catch up before things change? Yeah. That's why I believe it's 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 a time stream, and that's why they even commented on like, uh, Rhodey was like, "Why don't we just go back in time and you know choke out Thanos as a child?" Mm, yeah. It's because they're not going back to um, Thanos as a child in their time stream. They're going, they're jumping into another time stream that is happening parallel to it through the timey micro versus you know, Ant Man thing. Yeah, that is allowing them to to uh, enter that place. So. It's even like when we saw um, uh, Thor's hammer, they were able to bring that back from the past. But at the same time, his hammer was destroyed in that same reality that they had bring brought back the hammer. So mm-hmm. now we have remnants of the hammer and in and the old hammer in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I I think it's them traveling into different. Um, uh, um, time streams or or almost different universes because and that's how they interacted with it.
0: So the reason
1: why
0: I think the reason why I, I still think that theory is wrong is that in Endgame, the Grandmaster actually explains it and she explains it when she uses her magic to create that single line in time. And basically says, yeah, you can take things out. And as you take them out, it's creating new timelines. And if you want to call that new dimensions, but that original time and space still exists is that you create branches off of it. And also the fact is, is that if it was different dimensions, they they would never need a reason to go back to actually put those items back, but they do. And I think it's them trying to put because they realize that they can't change the past but they can affect their present and the future leading forwards all they need to do is get the stuff from the past into the present make their wish to bring everybody back then put everything back again because they recognize that they are still going back in time and they need to maintain their time because it's like it's one of the reasons why in reality time travel backwards can't exist because, like, for example, if you travel back in time to kill Hitler, the only reason why you're going back in time to kill Hitler is because Hitler grows up to be a prick, uh, and you're affected in the present day, but and you have the idea to go back in time. If Hitler's killed as a child, you have you never have the idea to go back in time to kill Hitler as a child. So it creates a yeah. paradox within itself. That's- so to maintain the continuity, they have to achieve what they achieve and actually put everything back because what they established with the film is that they can't fix what's already happened. They can only create a new situation in their continuing timeline. But where I think you're right in terms of dimensions is that the consequences of them messing up has created new dimensions that are branches that are working independently of themselves. But when they did go back, it's still within the same timeline. That's my, that's at least my theory. And I think the movie, uh, the Grandmaster explained it.
1: Yeah, with the Grandmaster explanation, the way I took from that, especially with the stones, Mm -hmm. is that stones can only exist within that universal time stream. Mm -hmm. So to take it out of it will cause issues. So that's why you have to return it back. Yes, yes. Um, So I think
0: the consequences of things like Loki has created a new dimension.
1: Yeah, that's that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's a completely new like time stream, or like time timers, uh, or that that stream of time is now deviated from the, yes. the main one, all right? So right. I, I I saw it as things have a certain sequence of where they need to go, mm-hmm. and by messing with that, it's going to cause ruptures um, within that particular time stream, but within the main one that we saw, mm-hmm. or, or where all our heroes are from, that's Absolutely fine. But yeah. by them being involved in those different uh, time streams um, or affecting it to, to create new time streams, that's where I say that it's it's separate from the main timeline. Because mm-hmm. just like you were saying, if you know, with the Hitler analogy, that's what I was trying to say before with the whole mm-hmm. grandfather um, uh, uh, paradox. It's not going to happen. In, if, that, if that was the case, it would happen instantaneously and it will affect. The, uh, the main timeline, but it doesn't. Yeah. It happens yeah. independently to the other one. So that's why I'm saying that I think that they are completely separate. Mm.
0: I think but, it's separate to a point. I think once you go to the, this is getting into super nerdy science stuff, but I think once you get to the intersecting point, it's still the same branch of the tree until you actually create the deviations to create the separate branches of the tree. You get what I'm saying? So I think when they went back to get the cosmic cube, right? For example, so they went back to the 70s. That's still in the main branch. The moment they took out the cube is created a causality where the cube doesn't exist within that timeline. But when Cap at the end of it goes back to that exact moment to put the cube back, it almost erases that branch, that potential branch anyway, from existing. But where they've messed up is that they haven't noticed where they've actually Created potential branches, and those potential branches have solidified. You get where I'm coming from.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Anyway, let's move on from that. Um, so you had the Hawkeye stuff. They didn't actually have a trailer for Hawkeye, but there's been several. Uh, they, so they made so an announcement. Many so many images. Uh, there's not a lot to go off of. I like the casting as the female oh, for the female uh, Hawkeye. Uh, Haley Seinfeld or yeah, yeah. I think she's a brilliant young actress. I love, I love most of the stuff that she does. She does awkward teenager very, very well. Hopefully, she can do awkward young adult well as well. Um, but I'm excited for that. I love me some Hawkeye. I think he's been underserved by the MCU. Hopefully, this is an opportunity to do him well. Uh, next, we got What If. Ken, talk about What If. Tell me how you feel about
1: What If. I'm, I've, I've been waiting for this for years. Um, I, I always thought any they did the What If comics. I, I thought, this is so fun. Um, the, One of the biggest what-if comics was, uh, which ended up just being a different universe, where Spider-Man settled down with Mary Jane and had a kid, and we had a Spider-Girl, Spider-Girl, spider mm. and then Spider-Girl had a little brother that came through, and then the baby was part of the big Spider-Verse conflict that happened, and just... The ability to say, all right, what if we did... It's like one of those conversations people always have in nerdy groups, like, all right, wh- wh- what if this happened? And then you start thinking about all the different branches and how how crazy it can get. And I always thought that, that was so fun And for them to actually bring together an animated TV series of this um, with great voice acting throughout all the characters that we've seen from the cinematic universe, just putting a little spin on it, like the... Um, Captain America being uh, Peggy Carter, um, or even uh, Black Panther being the one that got abducted, uh, abducted instead of um, Peter Quill—that's just crazy. And mm. I love every—I'm—I'm I'm here for it because that is—it—it it, it takes what you know and it just puts a spin on it. And yeah. I—I've I, got—I've got so much time for it. Um, mm. it—that's it, why I loved um, Ultimate Spider-Man uh, when the comics first dropped because. It was like, alright, cool. It's what you know, but you know the same. How it went down, it's not how it's gonna go down. Um, yeah. and all would the characters that came from that. It allows you to be more creative with the set law, but by not and also by not sticking to the set law as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm here for it, man. Yeah. What are um, your thoughts on it?
0: I'm I'm definitely excited. The one episode that uh, well, there's actually. Oh, there's so many episodes because um, they're all mm-hmm. brilliant concepts. Like to break down what what if is in terms of Marvel comic books. A what if is basically a um, a story told by uh, a character called the Watcher, and it's kind of like a he he's a guy that watches the universe and observes. He's not allowed to interact, but through his watching, he also sees potential opportunities where certain decisions in people's lives could have went a different way. So for example, if uh, Peter Parker never went on his school trip to uh, the science lab, he never would have been bitten by the spider and maybe might have become a completely different superhero. So some of the episodes within the What If are gonna be uh, What If Peggy Carter was Captain Britain. Um, Another one is What If T'Challa was taken by, Yondu instead of Peter Quill and therefore becoming um, forming the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm really excited for that one. The idea of uh Black Panther being in space and you know not actually Black Panther seems super cool. Um yep. yeah. and there's a few others. There was one where it's like I, th- I think it was supposed to be Marvel zombies. I saw like a zombie cap throw a shield at Bucky. That's gonna yep. be cool. um but Yeah, I'm excited for What If. I like the visual style that they've gone for, cell shaded kind of, Uh, it looks super cool. Uh, But moving on to other announcements, we've got the announcement of a uh, Ironheart. Ironheart is, um, in the comic book, she was a protege, well, not really a protege, but she took over the mantle of Iron Man uh, while Tony was deceased. And uh, she eventually became our own superhero in our own right called Ironheart. I never read Ironheart or when Riri Williams took over as Iron Man. um, It just at the time seemed like, if I'm being perfectly honest, it seemed like it was pandering is like, hey, here's Iron Man, but black and with a vagina. Uh, It just seemed, it seemed out of left field. There was no introduction with her, certainly through the Iron Man books and um, I kind of, but this does incentivize me to go back and actually read it and maybe I'll fall in love with the character. Uh, moving on, yeah. we have another show, Ar- Armour Wars, uh, that's going to be focusing Sorry,
1: on... Sorry, just, just just touch on Ironheart a little bit, because mm-hmm. uh, I know we, we, we wouldn't want to spend too much time on this. But, yeah, um, I, I agree with you. Um, I can only compare Ironheart to um, the introduction of Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. When Miles Morales was first introduced, um, I, it felt like they were trying to be careful to make this character likeable, make him his own person not have him be you know live up to the wildly huge expectation of of peter parker yeah. um and so they just told him as a nice story i think they were less careful with Ironheart, and they just did a a swap um to to a certain degree because they did try and tell the story and you know she was popular enough to at least that caused a bit of uh ruckus to uh, even get a home TV show. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think they could have taken more care with the character and making the character a bit more uh, likable and a bit more, um, less of a, okay, Tony light, you know, mm-hmm. which is pretty trash. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens because they we'll they, they they're, they're they're known for changing characters and making them likable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure.
0: The other announcement, we got Armor Wars, which focuses on uh, James Rose, John Teasel's character, who uh, was War Machine. And I think with them using the name Armor Wars, I think it's going to deal with the consequences of Tony's technology being out there in the wild and used against them. Now, the really interesting thing about that is that the movie's kind of made a mess of this because I'm pretty sure at the end of Iron Man 3 he destroys all of his armors. But the weird thing is, he comes back in Civil War, Infinity War and Endgame, and he's got even more technology. So I don't know whether between the time of him destroying all of those armors, he thought, "Ah, I need to make more armors, but I think it's going to deal with that. Uh, there's going to be a Samuel Jackson show, Nick Fury. Um, the they also made announcements of Moon Knight, She Hulk, Miss Marvel, uh, which is going to be Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. I love that character. Wait, wait, wait.
1: The the, the Samuel Jackson show. Just to, yeah. just to make sure it's clear, is going to be um about the Secret Invasion, right? With that's titles.
0: that's what they're saying. It's called Secret Invasion. Secret um, Invasion. I don't like the way they shoehorn shoehorned that into Captain Marvel. I still think that's a a very bad film. Um, not because of anybody acting in it before anybody starts thinking that. I think the directors slash writers who are the same people are not talented whatsoever, need to be fired and not being uh, Captain Marvel too. They need to get a new writing team, new directing <laughs> team. That, that, yeah. that, 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 they were not good. Nothing about Captain Marvel was really good. Uh, I mean, C
1: Jam is amazing. Like, 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 Samuel Jackson, like taking off his years, that that was proof of concepts of how beautiful this technology has gotten. Comparing it to uh, like Tron Legacy, yes. Tron Legacy, uh, the the uh, Tron Two, where um, they were trying, but that uh, the Uncanny Valley was very evident. However, yeah. with Samuel Jackson in this film, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, can't you know, fault it. A, that's
0: an interesting thing. I think one of the reasons why uh, there was a really big Uncanny Valley with Tron Legacy. Um was because I think they mostly tried to hand animate that and they didn't get the lighting quite right with the character. So you was always gonna get that. Um I think facial capture is very difficult. There's always gonna be that element where you have to touch up with hand animation, but I think they wanted to primarily do hand animation, which it's you're never gonna be able to get the mouth flaps quite right, you know. Japanese animators can't get it right and they've been doing it for like 50 years
1: so I think they they, they got they got a bit they don't have to get it right mm. <laughs> I think that's what it is in Japanese but yeah um yeah I agree obviously time makes things better as well so mm. um there's been enough time to allow for uh the technology to actually improve so I and that's I think that's what happened but no yeah I think that was probably the best thing about Captain mm. uh Uh, captain marvel was the cg was was immaculate um and the facial recognition or fake face capture was was great so
0: moving on to um the movie side of things obviously they announced a new ant-man movie uh doctor strange movie uh the spider-man movie which that is a whole mess the amount of characters they've they've announced for just a spider-man movie I think I'm worried it's going to be a mess. Like all, th- all three Spider-Man, you know, on-screen Spider-Man that you've seen before are going to be on it. Uh, they're bringing back Alfred Molina as Doctor Octopus. Yep, yep,
1: The fuck, yep.
0: This seems like a horrible mess. Ken, tell me, what do you think?
1: Um, I don't think it's going to. Well, that's not the first thought that came to my mind. I didn't think it was going to be a horrible mess. Um, and I still don't quite think that way either. Um, I think they are trying to capitalize on. Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. I think that's all that's happening. I think they're trying to capitalize on Spider Verse. They Spider Verse proved that they can juggle a lot of characters. Um, a Spider a spider-verse, and the Spider Verse, and this and if and especially if it is going this way, where they're going to have all these different characters, um, Spider Verse proved that you don't have to. Well, Spider Verse and the MCU proved one, you don't have to. You can have multiple characters on screen as long as you give the main characters. Um, the main driving seat because for example like uh, Spider-Ham and SPDR um, didn't get a you know story arc they didn't whatsoever or even Nicolas Cage's um, uh, uh, Spider-Man noir didn't get a character arc but they were there in the background and they were able to be there present so it proved that we don't have to actually make everyone the main, char- uh, main character uh, sorry they've got three the second one is they are potentially learning from Spider-Man three and um, Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man two, to say, okay, cool. Why we got all these villains. Let's just focus on one villain and run things carefully. And if there is going to be more than one villain, we're not going to give them another B-plot because we always had the A-plot and then we had so many B-plots in both those films, which is horrible. And the last thing, was to do with what well, what the MCU have been doing for years, which is all right. Cool. We've established characters in previous films. We're not going to do that for the first time in this film. We know who Andrew Garfield is. We know who Toby Maguire is, and we've seen the films. Everyone's seen their films. And if you haven't, why are you watching this film? Like everyone has seen these films. Um, and for the people, the few people that haven't, um, you know it's going to be their first introduction to it so since those characters have been established already we're not going to waste time beyond saying like hey i'm peter no wait i'm peter and this comes to, it becomes that meme where everyone's pointing at each other for like five minutes and then things are going to get done so i i that, that's my hope that they're learning from their past from those three examples to ensure that a coherent story is going to Get told because we know that um Jamie Fox's character is potentially going to be coming back. It's confirmed that Doc is coming that. back. I
0: completely, yeah. So Jamie Fox's Fox.
1: character coming back, and you um, know what's icing on the cake? What, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's not going to be the same. Jamie Fox character is going to be completely new, uh, Electro um in this, and yeah because it, it doesn't feel like there, there's a uh, huge Sinister Six agenda anymore, even though there's enough characters to do Sin- Sinister Six. That's my only worry. My worry is they will try to do a Sinister Six film and a into the Spider-Verse or a Spider-Verse story as well. That's where I think it will be a mess. If they try and put too many plot points, I think the main plot point, if it does go in this way, is that, okay, there's some timey-wimey stuff due to, you know, the uh, the uh, the everyone messing around with the timeline from uh, endgame which has allowed things to cross over i don't know what the reason will be that could be the reason may not be a reason that doesn't even make too much sense right now but because reason um these people are going to interact and they have to try and fix the time stream similar to into the spider verse and we now have characters that have been established before uh including no oh, well I don't think it's part of it, but I know that um, Abomination is coming back, but that's for something else. But we we have these characters coming back from what we know from previous Spider films. And yeah, I, I think it will be fine because the focus will be, well, trying to fix the time stream or some stream and now we have all these characters interacting again. Or completely new Doc Ock, completely new Jamie Foxx, completely new Electro and something to do with these three characters crossing time streets because we know that morbius and um venom are potentially going to be in the same universe please correct me later on if I'm wrong but we have already seen uh the vulture character uh come across uh, in the trailer for the morbius film but then we thought that that was separate from the tom holland film but now it's there's a weird crossover but then there was elements of that trailer that showed you know the toby Maguire universe so already there's something going on something's going to cross over and I think that's going to be fine. I think it's oh, going to be fine.
0: All right. Well, this is the problem I have, right? Yeah. One, I think there's too much going on, right? So you have the three Spider-Man, you have Doc yeah. Ock coming back, you've got Electro. So that's two villains, even though they didn't learn that that nonsense in spider learned learn from non- Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man. Both of those, well, Spider-Man 3 had what, three villains?
1: yeah three villains
0: amazing spider-man chose to have two villains this one is having two previous villains not to mention there's rumors there's going to be uh possibly the scorpion uh, not the scorpion uh yeah scorpion in it um and because i think he was introduced in the last spider-man matt gargan um also uh craven craven the hunter uh that's been rumored that hasn't been confirmed um but the, the also thing is that they also got uh, they made this announcement recently that Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil in uh Netflix, um, Daredevil, yeah, Daredevil. yeah, <laughs> um, he is going to be in the movie as well. Obviously, uh, uh, we assume reprising his role as Matt Murdock because now this is the thing that people keep on forgetting because you've mentioned this quite a bit, Spider Verse, Spider Verse one, okay we already have Spider-Verse, it's called Into the Spider-Verse. I think that's been satisfied. Now, cool, they want to put it in this one. When in this film are they going to address what's happened in the previous film where his identity has been revealed and he's on the run? Like, that is a massive plot point. The fact that you've got Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil would infer that he's going to be his lawyer at some point in the film. With that happening, when are they going to have time to balance a possible live-action Spider-Verse plot uh, plot point? Like, the, the balance in that they're going to have to do to satisfy both of those kind of huge storylines. It's... um. I don't know whether they're skillful enough to pull that off because time and time again, this is not an MCU production. Can People often forget that. This is a Sony production. And Sony, yeah. what they like to do, and they do it well, is mess the hell up. Yeah. They know how to drop the ball. They're at, they're, you know, fourth and two yards. They could probably just kick the ball, get a field goal, but No. They want to run the ball.
1: Yeah, they, they, their track record hasn't been spectacular, unfortunately. Because <laughs> so, um, I could, like, even while you were talking, I was thinking, mate, I can come up with some, some reasoning to alleviate some of this that could probably make sense. But then I do think about a track record. And I'm like, mm, my sense might be too good of sense and they might just mess this up. This is Um, a lot.
0: And I think why they were successful with the the first movie, with the Tom, anyway, in the Tom Holland franchise, with the first and second, is that they understood less is more. First movie just had Vulture, and it gave us a reason to care about Vulture. Second movie had Mysterio. Gave us a reason to actually really listen to what Mysterio was actually doing. You've got all of these things competing for people's attention. This is just, what they're doing here is not, to satisfy story, Ken. This is for fan service, pure and simple. Yeah, because they well, could, they could do, they could literally do a Spider Verse thing and just have Tom Holland play three different Spider man They got Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back, not for plot points, Ken, for nostalgia and for fan service. That's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing we can do now is just wait for the film to come out and and, and what we're doing is, is still good because slowly and surely by asking these questions we'll get to a point where we'll know a decent idea of what, what might happen because everything that we've said could be a possibility. They might try and do The Sinister Six. They might do a Spider-Verse. They might do a uh, time-hopping thing. They might do a lawyer thing. They might do, you know what I mean? There's already so much that's happening, like how does Electro uh, uh, participate in this? Is Dr Octopus going to be Dr Octopus or just Doctor uh, Doc Ock, where he's not a villain? You know, is it just going to be a cameo, a very Stan Lee type cameo where, you know, or even like Hayden Christian having a, a saying, let force be with you at the end of, you know, the Star Wars franchise, that it, like, maybe it's going to be that kind of cameo. We don't know. We don't know. I am excited to see what happens. But I, until I see a trailer, uh, I'm not going to be too worried um, because for all we know, they figured something out. You're right. There is so much being talked about right now. There is so much that is happening, which makes me wonder, okay, cool, we ain't got time for this. This ain't a TV show to be balancing all of these things. So to hear that so much is happening. But the last time I heard about all these things happening, it was into the Spider-Verse. But just like you said before, or just like we've been saying, that was a story plot that was quite contained because it was just, okay, we're bouncing around different universes or not even bouncing around different universes, different people or spider people from different universes are in this one main universe. But hearing that we have multiple Spider-Mans, two uh, confirmed villains, potentially Mysterio coming back, Scorpion, uh, Vulture, all these people coming back, which has given me Sinister Six um, vibes. Um, it's mixing three plot holes. It's mixing three storylines, right? And that is worrying. Maybe, maybe. And it's just an idea. I don't think it's going to happen, but this is me trying to save them (laughs) in case they're trying to do this. Um, Now that Spider-Man has been revealed, um, they have to revert back. We can't have people knowing who Peter Parker is. So the whole one more day storyline might play a part. And they all address it potentially very quickly at the beginning where like, all right, cool. Spider-Man's trying to be on the run, or he's trying to get loaded up and whatever, whatever. Then boom, some cosmic event happens and it just disrupts the world. And so the whole plot line of trying to um, uh, clear Peter Parker's name has been put in the back burner because, oh, there's a world conflict and we're not trying to deal with this. And by the end of the film, oh, we've all forgot who Peter Parker is because there was a world breaking, conflict that made everyone forget everything. Um, and that's what it feels like, especially with the different Spider-Mans. Um, especially if they might try and confuse it and be like, oh, it was actually Andrew Garfield who was the real Spider-Man. I'm talking about, I don't know, but it does feel like they're going to put that storyline to the side or all the way at the back. They'll address it, touch upon it, and boom, it stays at the back. No one cares anymore. That Spider-Man is Peter Parker or Peter Parker Spider-Man because we've got this uh, Sinister Six to set up. Oh, we've got this, you know, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, we've got the Spider-Verse thing to set up. Yeah, that's my speculation, that's my prediction, to be honest with this, because there's there's only so much we can say based on what we know now. Yeah. We only see the casting, and we understand the comic books, we know the stories, and we know how big certain things are by themselves. And to hear all of this means that there is more than a few things big but we've also seen in the past where characters are main ca- uh, cameos in certain films that were literally there for like two seconds um and it didn't do anything and there weren't no major implication for the story they were just there to be like oh oh something's coming up soon for example like hawkeye and thor we all know who that was but you know he was here and then it was done cool and then we didn't have to worry about him anymore that might be a thing with some of these characters. I see that happening with Doc Ock. I see that happening maybe a bit with Electro. But all I know, I can be wrong. There are so many plot points that that could potentially interweave, but we don't know if they're going to be A, B or C plots or if they're just going to be, oh, it's a tease, or, oh, it's just a mini cameo and we're never going to talk about it for a long time. I am genuinely interested in how they treat um, the reveal of Peter Parker being Spider-Man and vice versa. And my my I hope is this: they, they're just going to push it to the back.
0: This is my hope, right? My hope, yeah. and this could potentially—I could be spot-on about this—and I would, I would feel bad if I, by my prediction, is positive for you. But my hope that it's a big bait and switch, and what it is, and this would be so hilarious. I would love this, right? So let's say in the middle of the court case, right, where Peter is being defended by Daredevil and he has to defend himself. And J. J-, J. Jonah Jameson being who he is, is testifying against him and cl- making up fake stories about certain crimes that uh, Spider-Man has perpetrated. And what he does, he actually uses his own money to produce like Spider-Man movies and hires Toby <laughs> Maguire as Toby Maguire. <laughs> To reenact in one film, and Andrew Garfield as Andrew Garfield playing Spider-Man reenacting in another film, I would love that because it could be Z-O-B. just a, it could just be like a scene or a couple of scenes and cameo. Yeah, that, that that's how I would handle it. Like I, the crazy thing is, the biggest mistake that they made was not keeping this shit a secret. The fact that they yeah, had, and this was not yeah. a lot of <laughs> announcements. This was a Sony announcement. They should have kept their mouth shut. Even if the people were saying, "Hey, we just saw Tobey Maguire uh rolling into the the Sony lot during production of Spider-Man," could you answer that? Is they like, "Oh yeah, no, he just wanted to meet Tom Holland." That's it. But no, they yeah. had to announce it. And this is what this is what I think is Amy Pascal who runs Sony, like the Spider-Man stuff. She's the produ- uh, producer. I could be wrong. It might not be Amy Pascal, but um, there's 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 a there's a woman, and she's done an interview with Kevin Feige before. I think it was for a promo of uh, Venom, and you can visibly see Feige uncomfortable when they were asking whether Venom was in the MCU or not, and he's straight off trying to say, "Nah, that's not happened." And she goes on a tangent trying to say, "Well, what we're doing," and blah blah blah, and he's like saying, "Nah, nah, doesn't matter what you say." Movie ended up making a billion, so it seems like. Sony might be in a position to try and finagle Venom one into the Spider-Man universe and therefore finagle into the MCU universe. Personally, that's how I I want it to be handled. Just really clever, funny cameos and not not let it be bogged down by Spider-Verse because if I'm being honest, I don't want it to be another Spider-Verse movie because guess what? We already had a Spider-Verse movie. It was the animated movie. And you know what? We're literally getting a sequel of Into the Spider-Verse 2. If the live action's also doing it, it's like, it's it's a bit much. There's too much sauce on my burger, bruv. It's swimming.
1: Um, What would be crazy if they had the idea that those two films would ever interact with each other? Because technically they had the freedom to do that.
0: I don't know. I, I think it's a bit much. But we've talked yeah, this one is. to death. it
1: is. I think um,
0: I want to wrap up on this last topic. This one means something to me. Um, and I want to get your opinion on it. So they've announced that when I say they, I'm referring to Kevin Feige and the MCU, that they will not be recasting the character of Black Panther Specifically, they will not be recast into T'Challa. Yep. I want to know, Ken, from your perspective, what do you think that means?
1: It means one of two things. It means one of two things. It means, one, uh, Letitia Wright might step up, one, um, which I'm not all that for, to be honest. Or two, they'll make the Black Panther film a Wakanda film where, okay, the idea of Black Panther is to be Black Panther is to be Wakanda or Wakandan. So I think that they will do a um, whole um, uh, Asgard is the people, not a place type thing. Uh, Black Panther is the people, not, not not the not the title or a person. Um, so I think, I don't know how they will finesse it in the film. If they'll do small, small, take Charlie uh, uh likeness to do small small, small uh, scene to honour him. But, yeah, I, I, I think that's what it means. They they are not going... They're still going to do the film. They, in my opinion, I'd prefer if they didn't do the film. Um, but, well, no, I, I would love for them to do the film. I, I think that it's going to be less on who's going to be the next Black Panther and more of, OK, Wakanda being... Uh, this is Wakanda, this is the problems that Wakanda has after the snap and it's going to be a very political film with some evil villain shenanigans. Um, Yeah, I, is, is, oh, they're just going to go for like the female Black Panther? (laughs) Boy, they can literally do anything now in this position except bring this guy back. Um, And I remember someone mentioning about potentially Killmonger coming back to be Black Panther, and I was thinking that's a bit of a stretch, bit of a stretch, but at this point, boy, they got the writers on sweating right now, they got the monkeys sweating right now, trying to figure out a way to respect the character and also keep the mental of it going forward. But then they've done it kind of already with other properties, like we've already got a new Hawkeye coming out, we've already got uh, Iron Heart coming out, you know, so we've already got. Uh, Mars morales but in the sony side uh, of peter parker who is the main character it, it, it's not hard for them to have a new black panther um, there's been so many people that have taken on the roles that we have seen in the mcu so I'm, I'm not i'm not too worried about that it's just trying just like we were trying to figure out what's happening with spider-man it's trying to figure out what direction they'll go with it, and how that can add to the wider story of the MCU, and how they usually tell stories like that—is it going to be self-contained and only worried about Wakanda? Is it going to be uh, expanded out to other parts of the MCU with different storylines? Is some timey-wimey thing going to come into it with you know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to tie in some craziness? We don't know. Is One Division going to play play up with the world, or whatever? We don't know. So un- until that time comes. What I'm going to do is stay hopeful. Rest in peace, chat.
0: Okay, I think your points are spot on. I can't criticize any of your, uh, your theories there. Because uh, I theorize this the, very much the the theory um, taken over the mantle, I theorize that I'm not too keen on that. Um, I, I want personally, okay, so this is me, this is me having a hot take, right? I think, yep. first of all, I'll start off with another theory that I had, that what they're gonna do is that they're gonna create a new character that is maybe related to the royal family, maybe not, but he takes up the mantle of Black Panther because obviously it's a title that can be challenged. Um I don't want that, personally, when I think Black Panther, I think of T'Challa. I never even read when uh, Shuri took over as Black Panther. I, I have some of those issues, but I—I I was never really and the way Shuri was written at the time. I was never really a big character, a big fan of the character. So uh, it was never something I delved into. For me, Black Panther is always T'Challa. You know, there was even a storyline where he was replaced by another character. Um, who carried guns for some reason. I forgot who it was underneath the mask, but even that I wasn't too keen on it. And I was so happy when T'Challa uh, came back and took over the mantle. So the option is they could do that where it could be Killmonger resurrected or it could be another cousin or a long lost brother, because that's the weird thing about the Black Panther movie. And what mostly the the recent comic books I ignored is that T'Challa actually has a brother and it's weird he's he's since maybe the early 2000s. he's never been mentioned again i don't know why that is but they could go down yeah. that road yeah um what i would want and this is me being real just recast t'challa it's fine i was upset it was one of those ones i didn't even want to talk about a new black Panther film because the way people are moving is like my dude just died like it's like days later and you lot are talking this stuff not even marvels like people on other podcasts and other outlets just like speculating pontificating what they think should happen is like shut up my man just died nobody's thinking about that sit in your corner time has passed business has to move on entertainment has to flow that's why we do this we want to be entertained I'll be more than happy that T'Challa is recast because they did it with um, with Rhodey with the uh, War Machine. Terrence Howard was War Machine. He got replaced. Now it's not the same thing because he didn't die. But case in point, how many James Bonds have there been? Several. Sean Connery just died. You don't see people saying, "Hey, stop making James Bond movies." The original Bond died.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's different, though.
0: (laughs) It it is different because of the cultural impact of what Black Panther means. But on that same token, if Wesley Snipes had died, right? Mm. Do you does that mean Mahershala
1: Ali shouldn't play Blade? Well, that's also different as well, Um, only because of um, it's a new story. One, Mm. just like same thing with James Bond, same thing with. well with, with, with all the other ones uh the only times it's been unfortunate from what we've seen in the mcu is the uh war machine mm-hmm. um one 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 character from a different show that was definitely a recast because someone actually did die so the closest comparison i can make was Spartacus. Mm-hmm. um i don't know if you watched the Spartacus show but they yeah. recast uh the act of sparkers with someone that looked quite similar to him mm-hmm. but wasn't quite him because the original actor passed away um was very. And why, why
0: was that okay ken why was that okay
1: oh, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not debating to say one thing is okay and one thing isn't okay i'm just saying that you're right it has happened before and it wasn't uh a major problem if anything he he was quite he was pretty good at it um in a way trying to maintain and uh, uh keep up the mannerisms of the original actor to uh, but not in a disrespectful type of way um and that was fine. I, it's always down to scale. It's down to scale, people, uh, people's emotions about these things. Because I'm, I'm with you. If they recast Black Panther, people are going to be like, "Oh, it's not going to be as good." And this, 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 this. I'm like, I, I, I don't care. Um, I don't care. I, I, I care that this man is no longer with us. Um, but you know, at the same time, the character. Is a character it, mm-hmm. it, like, it's not Chadwick Bozeman. Uh, like yes. the character is Black Panther, and yeah. a, like a, a man doesn't make a character. We we've had just like you said, so many James Bonds, different interpretations. Fair enough, but the one character of James Bond was played by multiple people. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy to think that one character in this cannot be swapped out. Yeah, but you know people are emotional about this because. We know there's been character swaps or actor swaps all throughout media, even throughout MCUs, even with the uh, Warrior 3, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, you know, because of the major impact and the scale and the emotions and this year being 2020 and ah, all this craziness, people will riot, <laughs> which is... I don't,
0: I don't think they were. They are. I, My belief is this. I think the reason for this choice... To not recast Black Panther to whatever they're gonna do, I th- I think what they're gonna do is because they got loads of Tisha right, they're gonna make her the new Black Panther. Yeah. To be honest, I I do you know who I would much rather as a new Black Panther over Shuri, Nakia. Um, I much rather Nakia. Ooh, I'm much. Don't get me wrong, right? It's like because a lot of people are gonna be thinking and saying like, "Oh, you don't want Shuri as Black Panther because he's sexist." No, it's just that I'm not really into Shuri. I much rather Nakia or um who what's the name of um T'Challa's head of uh, his uh, the Dora Milaje. Um. Oh man, what is that character's name? but the head of the Dora, uh, played by Denai Guerrera. Oh, brilliant actress. Danai Guerrera and Lupita Nyong'o, Nyong- Nyong- like top of their classes in performances in, in everything that they do. Um, Ni- I'm a, Nakia. I'm a, Nakia. Yes.
1: In the Nakia in the comics,
0: yeah. like she, she was nuts. <laughs> well, there's been different versions. That's the thing, the original creation yeah. of Nakia was just a background character. He was just, yeah. I think she she was a Dora. Uh, but it was really weird when um I forgot the writer of it, but when they first introduced it was the specific writer that introduced the Dora Milaje. They were like 16 years old, and they were written as the wise in waiting for the Black Panther. I'm thinking, yo, this is this is not cool. Eventually they changed that. But um, yeah, yeah I would I would actually like either Nakia or um, the head of the door, Malaji, to take up the mantle.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, I'm not a biggest fan of Leticia Wright, she's fine. I'm not biggest fan of uh, Shuri, but Nakia was dope and Lupita Nyong'o is dope. And if she was in the suit, I would get down for it. But I want T'Challa. Unfortunately, we I... can't have Chadwick because he's passed. Recast him, but yeah. do you know who I would recast him with? Have you ever seen the, re- uh, what, the recent Purge movies called The First Purge? No, I do not no. Did you ever watch Insecure? Yes. So in Insecure, you remember Issa Rae's character? She had like an ex-boyfriend called... Um, she cheated on Lawrence with him.
1: Oh, that dude, that dude. That Yo, dude? He, that I think he would be perfect. Yeah. I think he's, he's a really good, good actor. Fun. Um,
0: I think he was really good in The First Purge um he's in great shape good looking guy and the fact is he doesn't look anything like Chadwick so you just kind of have to embrace hey this is a different actor get with it I think the worst thing they could possibly do is try to find some no-name actor that looks similar to Chadwick Bosman and say hey this is a different character it's not T'Challa it's b and yeah the new-
1: all over again <laughs>
0: Well, Han Solo, at least that, that was the same actual character. You know, they, they didn't de-age Harrison Ford. They got it. It's like we're doing a young Han Solo. We get a different actor. Same thing here. Chadwick is dead. He's passed. Even eventually would have been the case that he would have wanted to stop playing Black Panther and they would have had to recast with a new actor. It's unfortunate that he's died. But I think it's okay to recast T'Challa. Same way, so many different artists and so many different writers have handled the character, and different actor can handle it, and I think it's okay because this is not a moment to hang up a jersey, to to retire jersey number. Yeah, this is. A...
1: It gone.
0: I think this is an opportunity to respect the fact that there's people that like the character first. I would I mess with Black Panther, the comic book first before I mess with the movie. The movie showed me that, hey, this is dope. This world is dope. This character's dope. Don't erase the character. Continue yeah. the character. That's just me.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if we had like a, a six year, seven year, even 10 year gap, recasting was always the thing that they were always going to do, mm-hmm. but because it is so soon and production needs to start really soon and all of this, it, it's still too raw, yeah. uh, and that's that that raw feeling is why people are saying yeah 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 don't disrespect, like we won't respect Disney, we'll boycott Disney yada 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 for all of this, even though. You know that's an extreme reaction but that's how people react to these things when someone yeah. passes away for, for for us to be like all right cool we're gonna recast them you know or oh, we're gonna do cgi whatever whatever it, it makes a company come across very heartless and very like um you didn't even care about this man um and you're just like trying to forget him even though if this was 10 years along the line they would have just recast him mm-hmm. gone with with no issue it's because it is so like he passed away this year Black Panther needs to be popping soon so soon less than two years you know what I mean Um, and and that's why I think this is happening going back to what you are saying about um, Shuri I I agree with you Um, and only for the fact of the way that they set her up in these films Shuri has not shown a single affinity for being the Black Panther Mm -hmm. at all like mm-hmm. so, the way that she carries herself, she carries herself as an excited kid who does science and science the best in the entire world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for to to for her to for some reason change her personality and change gears and like, you know what? Nah, I'm gonna be that careful. I'm gonna be, you know, kicking and punching and whatever, whatever. Like Chad, Chad, he, he 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 showed that so much in the way he his character was, even though he was a. Calm guy throughout the entire film, he had that allure of like, don't, 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 don't mess around. (laughs) I'm I'm the Black Panther, yo. Like, I'll put hands on you. Even in um, Civil War, like, he didn't mess. Even before his dad passed away, he had that regal aspect about him. Shuri doesn't. And she doesn't have that uh, commanding figure that is, is regal. And they might even try and do a thing like, oh, I don't want to be the Black Panther. I shouldn't have to be... And then they do the hero's journey to make uh, her self-actualize and be like, oh yeah, this is what I want to be. I'm not going to be the same, but different. I'm a woman, you know. All all that stuff there, they they might do that. But based on how they introduced her, I cannot see them doing it because it will be such a a jarring feeling uh, um, and a jarring difference between the character that they've set up and the character that could potentially be through that kind of aspect. So... Yeah, I, I, I really hope they don't make her the Black Panther because that's not how her character's been. Honestly, it will mess with her character development. Honestly, I think
0: what what they can do is this, like, for any person that thinks that we're being unfair and Shuri should be the next Black Panther, why can't she be her own character? Why can't there be a that's Shuri it. movie? Because there's exactly. a Shuri comic book, like the, she's not Shuri as the Black Panther. It came out last year there's a Shuri comic book. She is her own character. And her own... I remember even before, you know, this year, uh, people were speculating that, oh, Shuri should be Ironheart. Like she could go by the what? scene of oh, Shuri out, Williams. So, like, people was trying oh, to like bend to that character. So say, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> no, that's dumb. Why can't she just be Shuri and there be a uh-huh. Riri Williams somewhere? Why does she have to be Shuri Williams? It's like one, that's, no, that's dumb that's like dead, we, that's dead, not even dead. clever like shuri williams because nah, that's how people come up with alternative names come on but so I need to slap this off for that
1: one that one was poor that I was heard, i heard that poor.
0: from so many people and i just looked at them with a a, like, a blank dead, stare dead, dead,
1: dead. anyway Ugh.
0: on that note Ken, <laughs> on that note i think um i am super happy that we started this uh this is episode 1 and hopefully one of many many more and um hopefully we have a you know audience out there listening to us and we grow and grow and become something bigger and um you know you have any closing statements ken
1: um closing statements uh yeah this is this has been fun um oddly enough i forgot that the record button was on um this is literally how we talk all the time we, we make very, very um, clear, logical points and we try and come to a better understanding or even come to a conclusion together of how things are gonna turn out. So no, I'm, I'm happy that we're doing this. Um, I, I do hope this continues. I do hope it finds an audience so that, you know, we can bring on more people to actually uh, share our same views. Um, yeah. Just keep it going, just keep it going.
0: Okay, so this is a very long first episode. Hopefully, you stuck with us as long as possible. Got some really good entertainment out of us, and um, we hope to give you more. And uh, hopefully, by 2021, 2022, and onwards, this small little platform has become huge. Future plans, uh, down the line is to get people to guest appear on our podcast talk about their passions and uh, maybe even cross over into other shows and have almost like a our version of the mcu a connective universe of podcasts it's not a new thing people do it all the time but um we're doing it on our platform so it's better than the rest of them that's all i have to say so uh yeah. thank you for joining us tonight hope to see you next week have a good evening. say goodbye ken Adios,
1: I'm out.